Welcome to the Queen Player, a lifestyle podcast. Get inspired by our latest tips and information about small business, entrepreneurship, natural hair, travel, food, and even relationships. Stay tuned for another great episode. I am your host, Renee Patrice. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for coming back to my podcast. I am going to talk about social media and how it does not belong to you. Now, I know a lot of people are going to be like, what? That doesn't even make sense. Well, let's dig in. I have been working with several clients over the past couple of years who have been in and out of how they connect with their customers, their client base. And one of the things that I always push uh, with my clients or even people that just DM me randomly just to ask me questions, I always tell them, make sure you have uh, a following or make sure you have a solid base outside of social media. Now, the reason why I say this is because social media does not belong to you. So I think a lot of people feel because they put a password on something that, oh, it automatically belongs to them. It does not. Okay. Social media, unless you built the platform, it does not belong to you, which means you are subject to the rules and regulations of that particular platform. So whether it's Twitter, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, whatever it is, You have agreed when you decided to sign up for said service, you agreed to certain rules and regulations, which are actually quite extensive, but a lot of people don't really read the rules or regulations for the social media platforms and they end up getting banned. They end up getting, um, you know, the social media platform will come through and do sweeps in their account. They'll lose followers, you know, things will be disappearing, all kinds of crazy things that people have said, oh, I had a post and all of a sudden now it's gone and, you know, all this sort of thing. This stuff happens all the time on social media, okay? This is notoriously a Facebook thing. And I say a Facebook thing because Facebook owns, um, of course, Facebook has its, its own company, but they also own Instagram. They also own WhatsApp, things like that. So you have to be careful about what you post. If you're posting pictures that are kind of, uh, controversial things that have fighting things that have, um, you know, have sexual content to them. Uh, if a lot of people start flagging that stuff, you know, and some people just flag stuff because they're just haters, you know, like we don't know why people do the things that they do, but if they, if you keep getting flagged for things, eventually, um, especially Facebook and Instagram, they will definitely, start looking at your account closer. They will definitely start to see, oh, well, this account seems to be getting flagged a whole lot. Um, If you have unusual activity on your account, all of these different things, if you're using third parties, unusual activity, what does that mean? It could be using third parties um, to log, you know, that log into the account, a third party activity, as in boosting, like boosting, followers, you know, all that sort of stuff. Auto responders that are not sanctioned by Instagram or sanctioned by Facebook or whatever 
uh, medium that you're using. I try my best to make sure to convey to clients that Facebook has an autoresponder built into the app. And I believe Instagram now is also adopting the same thing. They're trying to get all of those platforms that are from Facebook, that are owned by Facebook, um, to kind of run similarly, you know, and seamlessly in between each other, which I can understand why, because they are trying to cut down on, um, you know, people's accounts being hacked. We see people's accounts get hacked all the time, all the time. I don't know why people hack accounts. I think sometimes they just want to You know, there's some ghost accounts that like to take over these accounts so they can take them and take advantage of the users and all this sort of stuff. People will sometimes DM me or send me messages. And Facebook has been dealing with this a lot for years. Well, they'll be like, oh, I got an email from you, you know, or I got a, you know, a DM from you about blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I didn't DM anybody, especially on Facebook. I definitely don't DM people on Facebook much at all. So I could probably count on one hand in a year of how many times I'll DM somebody on Facebook. So that's definitely not indicative of something that I would do. So when I see that, you know, when people come to me and say that, oh, I got this message from you, you know, on Instagram. And I'm like, really? I'm like, I'm not really a big DM person like that. And even with clients that I have, I let them deal with their DMs and, you know, that sort of thing. So that's not even a practice that I even get down with like that. So I'm like, yeah, that's somebody putting up a front some kind of way. And that lets me know, hmm, let me change my password. You know, you have to be so careful about third party apps and the way that you connect to the web and all of that sort of stuff. But I say all that to say this. Make sure that your email list is popping. Make sure your text messaging services that you're using is on point because social media does not belong to you. So when Vine decided that they were no longer going to be a thing, people were scrambling. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Because they have these huge audiences. How are you going to translate that audience to another medium? You know, if people are used to Vine, not everybody that's on Vine cares about going over to your Facebook page. Not everybody on your Facebook page cares to go over to your Instagram page. All of those different platforms are so uh, unique in their own right that you're just not going to capture the same audience in all of those different places. So make sure that you have your email address together. Make sure that when you do trade shows, if you're not doing trade shows, if you're a service-based business, product-based business, you need to be going out and doing trade shows. What are trade shows? Trade shows are when you go to an event and they have vendors that are selling their services or their products. You need to be a vendor at some of these events. You need to put it in the budget for 2020 that you're commit to doing at least two vendor events, two conferences, something that, you know, a women's empowerment conference. If you're a person that's selling products that are geared towards women, um, I have a client who has a, a, a hair shop. You need to do business and network and sometimes putting up that dollar to go network to tell people about your services is going to be huge. 
on the return for you. If I go to an event and I get three clients from that event, that's literally hundreds, possibly thousands of dollars that I just made for five hours, six hours of my time. You know, and it's a concentrated environment where people are constantly walking by your table. Make it fun, make it festive, make it, you know, something connected to the season, you know, and get them to come to your table. When they come to your table, have a tablet, have some sort of piece of paper and a pen for them to write down their name and their email address. And if they're comfortable enough, their phone number. Because when they do that, then you have another way to connect with them. Don't just ask them, oh, what's your Instagram? Ask them for their email address. Ask them for their mobile number. Because now you have a way to text them for text marketing. Now you have a way to email them for email marketing. Email marketing is the number one marketing tool and it still reigns supreme above social media marketing. It reigns supreme over any type of other marketing that exists. Emails still work because you're touching the person even from 5,000 miles away, but it's more personal. It's much more personal and not everybody is on social media every day, but a lot of people, a lot of people more often than not will check their email every day, especially if it's a business email, things like that. It's something I have to check my business email every day. I don't have a choice. You have to. And I know there's some people that are in business that don't check their email sometimes. And I'm like, how are you not checking your business email every day? Now, I'm not saying you're supposed to check it 24 hours a day, but you should be checking your business email at least a couple times every single day because you never know when an opportunity is going to come in and one that you can jump on right away. Because if somebody doesn't get back to me five days, six days, a week later, I move on to the next thing. It actually just happened recently where um, we were trying to hire a vendor for something and I contacted this person who I felt would be very good. They didn't get back to me until eight days later. And then they wrote me as if they were, you know, I sent the email that same day. They were like, oh, wanted to follow back up with you on this, blah, 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 blah. And I said, oh, thank you so much for following up. But we have already hired a vendor for that particular event. And honestly, the vendor for that particular event made about $1,500 from said event. So that was $1,500 for three hours worth of time. So that was $1,500 that that other person that I originally wanted to give the opportunity to, they missed out on $1,500. They This vendor made $1,500 in three hours. Three hours. Some people don't even make that in a month with their paycheck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's real out here. So when you sleep on those opportunities or you let opportunities like that slide by because you haven't done your due diligence, that's the worst. It's the absolute worst. And don't let Facebook or Twitter or any of these social media platforms dictate to you how you are going to talk to your customers. Social media is just a tool. It's just one small tool 
that you can use to garner uh, attention to your brand. Nothing wrong with social media. I use it all the time. But don't rely just on that to get the word out. Make sure, I'm telling you, all of my clients know, even clients that never had an email list in life, put an email in front of people and they may not buy right away. They may not hook right away. I read somewhere, and I don't remember who was the original person who said this, but I read this somewhere that customers or potential customers need to see a commercial or some sort of marketing 21 times before they make the decision to buy. So why do you think you see the same commercials all the time? You don't see 10 different types of Coca-Cola commercials. You see one, possibly two different kinds or a campaign for a certain amount of time of their spring, you know, commercials or their winter commercials. And it's all the time, the same thing on every single channel. Even when you go online, even when you're on uh, mediums such as YouTube, even when you're on mediums such as Hulu and places that have commercials in between streaming videos, the commercials, they're all the same. Commercial is, is, is a form of marketing. And it's all the same. The car commercials, the same. Food commercials, the same. Even if you're watching a channel, the commercials that come on for that particular channel, I'll mention somebody like Food Network. Food Network will have their own Food Network commercials to advertise shows that are on their channel. They're always the same all the time. Because people have to have that repetition over and over repetition just means we're doing this again and again and again because we're drilling it in to you that this is something you need to pay attention to and quiet as it's kept and I don't really know how quiet it is really but we'll say this you may not even be the best option Your product may not even be the best on the market, but if I see it in front of me consistently, I will probably be more likely to purchase from you because I see you in my face all the time. You may not even be the best at that particular genre. You may not have the best burgers. You may not have the best hair products. You may not have the best and the top quality clothing, but because I see it all the time, I'm more likely gonna purchase from you. Fashion Nova has this down pat. Are they the top quality line of clothing? No, not necessarily, but I can't knock their hustle. They're making their money, they're making their coins because they are in front of people all the time. They utilize brand ambassadors and and their Fashion Nova partners all the time. They get marketing, they get it. I'm gonna take all of these singers and these models and influencers and you know all these folks that you like, know, and trust, like, know, and trust factor, we've all heard that from back in the day. I'm gonna put this 
outfit, this jumper or whatever it is on your favorite star, your favorite whoever, they're going to share their discount code. And you as the consumer, because you go to that star's Instagram every single chance you get, you done seen them in outfits 20 times, 30 times, 40 times, Fashion Nova Fit, Fashion Nova Babe, Fashion Nova Partner, all of this. You see it all the time. You may not know anything about Fashion Nova, but because you see it on your favorite star, your favorite quote-unquote influencer, you will, be, you will be more likely to purchase because of that like no trust factor that you have for that particular individual. So get your team together, get your brand ambassadors together, get your core folks that are going to work for you. The people that are in your ear giving you that good information. Stop being fearful of where your business can go. Stop being fearful of, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. Oh, that hasn't worked for me in the past. It may not have worked for you in the past, but it may work for you now. There's things that I've implemented into my business that I could not have implemented two years in. And now I'm about to be 10 years in. Two years in, I couldn't have done a lot of the things that I'm doing right now because it wouldn't have worked back then. But now I'm about to be 10 years into this business and now I'm taking stock of all of those years and like, oh, now I can implement X, Y, Z. Now I can market this way. Now I can create ads that with this angle. It may not have worked eight years ago, but now they do. So stop being fearful of the success of your business, stop being fearful of, oh, my clients are dwindling down. Don't worry about that. You will build that back up, but you have to build a solid team and a knowledgeable team that knows what's going on. And if your team is knowledgeable, they will know social media is just one small tool over here in the corner. Build up your email list. Start going to events. It it always baffles me when people have a brick and mortar space or they sell services or products. It doesn't even matter that they've never gone to an industry event. It it baffles me. So I say to people, I'm not I don't put them down for it, but I say you got to change that. You have to go out and mingle with people in your circle. That's always good for business. And quite honestly, go mingle with the people who can use your services. So if you're in the hair care industry, go to the events where people who are looking for hair care. You may need to go to events that are dealing with alopecia. If you're a stylist, How do you style people's hair when they're losing their hair? You may need to talk to a local clinic of women who are suffering from breast cancer or who are, um, I don't hate to say suffering, but living with breast cancer and who are going through chemotherapy, who are losing their hair. You may be just the right person to go in and speak to them. 
and let them know the options that you have. If you're a wig maker, you need to be talking to people like that. Folks that are suffering from alopecia, you need to go to the whatever there's national conferences for alopecia that happen every year. If you're a wig maker, you need to look into that. Think outside the box of where you are. Challenge your thinking in your business so that you don't get stuck in this one thing. When Vine was going on, I'll never forget the panic that went on with the young folks um, who had these massive followings on Vine. They didn't know what to do to transfer that same audience and fan base to other social media platforms. But I'll tell you one thing, if they had the email addresses of those people, if they had the mobile phone numbers, I'm going to say email addresses because, you know, once you give out a phone number, phone number is even more personal than an email, but just even the email addresses. If you are capturing those people's email addresses, then wherever you go, whatever platform it is, even if you build your own website platform where people can come there, they would follow you over there because you've been touching down with them all the time. So TikTokers, hello, I'm talking to y'all. I'm on TikTok too. I don't really do much on TikTok, but I'm on there. Find a way, even if it's to make a landing page account, capture people's email addresses. Say, if you give me your email address or sign up for my newsletter, I will give you a shout out in a TikTok video. Do you know how many people want to be shouted out? Because that is a TikTok video that they can download and share on their own social media. And now what happens with that? Oh, they share it to their followers. Then their followers see it. And inevitably, you will get at least a handful of followers that'll come over that didn't know about you. That are going to come over from that other person. And it just keeps going. It's a chain. Social media is very powerful. But it is one tool in the entire toolbox. It's just one thing. Email is still number one. So people will always ask, well, what is what is an email list? What 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 is the point of the email list? Email lists are something that businesses put together. They gather emails, whether it's from trade shows where somebody will, you know, type into a tablet or they'll write down their email address, you know, on a piece of paper or whatever. Maybe you have a clipboard there where you're collecting emails and you are saying to that person, I am going to now keep up with you beyond this event, okay? Touching somebody the next day within 24 hours after doing an event is so powerful. Thank you so much for coming by my table. Here is a 10% or 20% or whatever it is coupon for XYZ products, for XYZ services, loyalty programs, are huge. I just had a client drop a 30% off coupon on products in their store. They have a brick and mortar space. They just dropped the 30% off coupon. It was not announced publicly. You have to be a part of the email list 
and the loyalty program to have gotten that information. So it pays to be on email lists because 30% off is quite generous. A lot of people out here are doing 5%. A lot of folks kind of stay in that 10% range or maybe 15%, but 30%, I would come up in there and buy the whole store. I'm going to use the coupon myself and it's my client. (laughs) Email is still king. How do you build an email list? Okay. If you want to take advantage of connecting with your clients and putting those email lists together, if you do a trade show, find out if they are going to supply you with the emails of the people who attended, who bought tickets to the trade show. Because if they do, that could potentially be hundreds possibly thousands. That is how I built a large email list. I did several trade shows over the years and that as a vendor. So I had a vendor table and as a vendor, part of the package was to get an Excel spreadsheet of all the email addresses of the people who bought tickets to the show. Okay. If you have a website, have a landing page on your website where people can type in their email address and give them something for it as well. Don't just say, well, just give me your email address. Give them an incentive. Give them an incentive. Say, I'll give you 20% off of your first service or 20% off of your first order, whatever it is. There's always ways to capture people's emails. You will often see people say, do a CTA. And people will be like, what's a CTA? A CTA is a call to action. A call to action is a subscribe button. It's that landing page that people get to. It's that pop-up, that newsletter pop-up that comes up when people go to your website that allows them to input their email address. Right now, if you go to my website and you want a branding 101 guide, it's perfectly free, but I give you that in exchange for your email address. When you put your email address, I get the email address on my end and then automatically, this is in my sleep. I don't have to manually do this. This is set up for auto, it's an auto campaign that I currently have set up, this is actually my business, Onyx Queen Media, that I currently have set up, that when you put your email address in there on my website, I get the email address on my end, and then it automatically shoots back to you a PDF document of best practices for branding. Very valuable document. People have said to me, girl, you should charge for this document. Maybe I should, but I have not in all these years. But that is a major way that I have built up my email list. Okay, so giving people that call to action, describe and give them a, you know, a description of what they will gain from being a part of your email list or VIP list or whatever the case may be. But I would send them maybe a free document of best practices of maybe you're a lawyer and you want to kind of give a little rundown of, you know, how lawyers can help people in everyday business or whatever the case may be. 
I don't know what genre you're with. I don't know what genre you're in or, or the niche that you serve. But giving people information, that is the one thing why Google exists, why Yahoo exists, why all these other search engines exist, because people are searching for information. So if you become known as a person who has answers for things, you become known as quote unquote industry expert, that is going to work in your favor heavily. One thing I always tell clients as well, go live on your accounts. Go live on Facebook. Go live on Instagram. Take those tools and those mediums that you do have and use it to full advantage. Because that is going to be the like, no trust factor in effect again. And when you go live, invite people to your email list. Everyone that's on this live right now, go to my website. And when you join the email list, you will get a 20% off coupon for your first service, for your first order. It's not simple, but it's effective if you are consistently giving people quality. So it's not, and we're not talking about emails. You just send out an email haphazard. Uh, let me just throw out an email. No, think about what you're sending out. Make it pretty. Make it presentable. Make it professional. I've seen so many emails go out and typos are one thing, but it's just not well organized. So think about that. Think about your brand and think about, you know, gathering ownership of your brand and how it is being presented to the public. Don't worry about what the social media platforms are doing. Oh, they're not letting me upload a song. Oh, they deleted this post because it was copyright. It was copyrighted or whatever the case may be. People could put copyright on anything. People can report your post because you took a quote from their page that had, you know, that you did not cite them on. You can't just grab quotes from people's pages, especially if it's if it's a known public figure that this is a quote that they're known for. Cite them in the comments, cite them in the caption or tag them. You can't just repost people's pictures. You know what I mean? You have to give a link back or, you know, cite them some kind of way. So don't worry about what Instagram is doing. Don't worry about Facebook and TikTok or whatever like that, because all of these mediums can go away tomorrow. Nobody thought Vine would ever go away. Own your stuff and be vigilant about it so that you can protect your brand. Social media does not belong to you. So therefore, use it for what it is, make it work for you as best as you can, but create those email lists, create those text marketing lists, so that anything happens to social media, anything happens to Twitter, Whatever, you don't have to worry about it because you have a way to touch and connect with people outside of those mediums. And no one can ever take that away from you. No one can take those emails away from you. No one can take those, um, you know, phone numbers away from you. That is something that you will always have. And it's important. 
It's very important. If you want to discuss this more, we absolutely would love to hear from you. Info at onyxqueenmedia.com if you want to email us. And yes, we are on social media, Onyx Queen Media on all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and beyond. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Hey, 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 Naturalistas. Our sixth annual Blackberry Naturals Spring Brunch is coming on March 21st, 2020. This is an exclusive brunch for ladies who want to meet, greet, learn, and shop with our hand-picked VIP vendors. Come and recharge your spirit for Women's History Month. We will be honoring powerhouse female bosses. So bring your business cards and come network with us. Your registration includes a beautiful brunch, branding roundtable. We're going to shop. We're going to meet. We're going to learn a wonderful swag bag, free parking. You got to make it. We're going to be in Dunwoody, Georgia. Join us. Register now. www.blackberrynaturals.com. See you in the spring.